The New York Islanders opened the preseason with an uneven effort and a 4-2 loss to the New York Rangers. We'll have our key takeaways, including why there's no real reason to worry long-term. Plus, we take a look at Alexander Romanov and what would be a successful season for him. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can also now hear us on the SXM app of SiriusXM. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, do you have a question, a comment, maybe a subject you'd like us to discuss on a future episode? Send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We will keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout the preseason, the rest of training camp, the regular season, and I'm live tweeting during Islanders home and road games, so make sure you join us for that. All right, final score, Rangers 4, Islanders 2. And look, let's face it, if this was a regular season game, I'd have a lot more critical things to say. Uh, The Rangers really won this game in the first three minutes and ten seconds, and that's really not good. I mean, a goal 15 seconds in, another a minute and two seconds later, and then the third goal at 3.10. And look, these were sloppy goals. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it, you know, you have uh, a giveaway by Engvall, you have, uh, you know, a turnover in your own zone, you have a player left all alone, and, you know, voila, you're down three to nothing before the game even gets started, and do I blame the starting goalie, Semyon Varlamov, who made 20 saves into 24 shots he faced for any of this? No, Uh, honestly, I, I cannot. So, you just sort of take it 
one step at a time and, and, and try to, you know, take a step back. The Islanders were not ready to start this game. And I think the problem is for Islanders fans that, you know, this is something that we saw a little too often last year under Lane Lambert. And it's something that the Islanders do really need to correct. So hopefully it gets corrected. And, you know, look, there were some real negative moments of this game. Uh, You know, a lot of the younger players took some hard physical hits and, you know, had slowly getting up. No, No one was injured to the point where, oh, no, uh, you know, what What are we going to do? This guy's not coming back. So we didn't, thankfully, have any of that. But, you know, young guys got to get used to the speed and the intensity and the physicality of the game. And sometimes they're going to get knocked on their rear ends, uh, you know, when they're making that adjustments. And I, I guess the slow start and then from the middle of the second period until the last seven minutes or so of the hockey game, the Islanders just did not put together very much offense. And again, is that a surprise? Uh, No, not particularly. And we saw some different line combinations. We essentially had a combo of some of the older established guys and some of the younger players. So, you know, you you had William Dufour out there. You had Arno Durando, Kyle McLean, uh, Jackson Cates playing, uh, Grant Hutton and Isaiah George among the defensemen. And then, of course, Jakob Skarik playing the third period for the Islanders and did not give up a goal, although, again, he only faced six shots. But what was it from the middle of the second period when the Rangers took out Igor Shosturkin until the middle of the third period, probably a little past the midway mark, I think it was about the seven minutes left in the game, so 13-minute mark, I think the Islanders had a grand total of four, maybe five shots on goal during that long stretch. And, you know, that's just not going to cut it. And if this was a regular season game, I could sit there and complain, oh yeah, Brock Nelson, he's supposed to be, you know, your leading goal scorer and he didn't have any shots on goal. It's preseason. Relax. The important thing here in preseason is to get these guys back up to game speed, to get them back into hockey shape. And it's not like it was in the old days Uh, before the 80s, where guys actually used to play themselves into shape because they had off-season jobs and and sat behind a desk for, you know, two, three months. No, these guys are in shape, you know, 24-7, 365. But again, uh, you're getting a look at some of the kids. None of your line combinations are exactly right. I mean, yeah, Cal Clutterbuck played, but no Matt Martin and no Casey Sezikis. Uh, you know, Brock Nelson, Pierre Engvall were out there, but they weren't necessarily on the same line. Kyle Palmieri, still not in action. So again, you, you take all of it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, uh, 
you know, you wanted to see a little bit more intensity. One of the guys who did have the intensity for most of the game, Ross Johnston, Ross the boss, dropping the gloves, defending his uh, teammates. And it was strange, to be honest with you, uh, seeing Ross Johnston fighting Matt Rempe of the Rangers. The strange part was it was a pretty even fight. I'm not going to say that Johnston lost it or won it. It was pretty close. But the, the weird thing about it was that very rarely do you see Ross Johnston being the shorter player in a fight. So, uh, again, you know, Ross Johnston knows that he's got to do what he's got to do to have any chance of being even an extra forward on this team. And it'll probably take a couple of injuries for him to get there just because of the cap issue with him. But, you know, again, just a couple of stretches where this team had trouble clearing the puck out of their own zone. Uh, I did not particularly like the defensive pairing of Scott Mayfield and Samuel Bolduc. They were both minus two in this game. And, you know, at the end of the first period, all six Islander defensemen were a minus one. So the first three minutes, each line or each defense pair gave up a goal. That's not the way you want to start the preseason. Isaiah George and Ryan Pollock ended up even at, uh, you know, zero plus minus. Mayfield and Bolduc were minus two. Aho and Grant Hutton minus one. So, you know, you take preseason with a game, grain of salt, but there were some things I really didn't like. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the things that I really did like, and it's nice to see that there were some reasons for optimism in this game. So we've got that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And oh yeah, if you're looking for a clue on our Islanders birthday of the day, well, uh, I'm going to give that to you right now. This is a player who is better known for playing for other teams, was only an Islander for 18 games at the end of his career, which was during the 1998-99 season, a center. So let's see if anyone can guess this one. It's pretty tough. All right, today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Missing the syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? Well, with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you want it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver to your restaurant favorites, well, now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers, too, with thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them yourself. Want even more value? Well, you could save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you use you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and use the code LOCKED. Don't forget that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. 
So there were some things to like in this game, and I'm pleased to see the fact that William Dufour ended up scoring the Islanders' first goal. Now, he was a minus two in this game. Still needs work. And here's the thing that you sort of, you know, you want to see the positives from these young players. And it was a power play goal. It was a a, a nice shot from an angle. And I, I like the fact that he went after the loose puck, shot it from down low, and he scored off, you know, Igor Shesterkin, which is an accomplishment. And I'll say this, the power play itself, yeah, they scored the one power play goal, didn't score on their other chances, but I liked seeing the fact that this power play, both times that they had the man advantage, were actually moving the puck quickly and passing it quickly. And all I could say is, Finally, I mean, every dayers, <clears throat> you know I've been calling for that. Move the puck, pass it quickly, and move when you don't have the puck. I've been saying that for the better part of two seasons now. And uh, to John McClain and Lane Lambert's credit, they were doing that. Now, it worked once where they got a goal. Another time it didn't result in a goal. But at least they are moving the puck and that makes your penalty killers chase you, chase the puck, it tires them out, and it creates an open man, and it did help create an open man on the goal by William Dufour. Also, Arno Durando, a goal and an assist. Now, in practice and in the scrimmages, Durando has been playing with uh, Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzal, Neither of them played in this first game, but Durando, you could put him in there with, you know, two five-year-olds. He's going to hustle. He's going to give you everything he's got, and he's got a nose for the net. So Durando, a goal and an assist, good to see, and he, again, is trying to make a case to be on this roster this year Jackson Cates uh, getting an assist in his, uh, you know, preseason Islanders debut. Hudson Fashing with a great pass that set up the Arno Durando goal. And you want to look at the shots on goal five for Ryan Pollock. So he led the way in that category. Uh, but, you know, Matthew Maggio also with a helper. And, you know, only had one shot on goal, but I think, you know, Dufour and Maggio did not look out of place. I think Dufour still needs a lot more work on what he's going to do when he doesn't have the puck. Maggio did not, neither one of them looked very slow. It wasn't like they were unable to change direction or they were unable to keep up with the pace of play, but again, some work on what do you do when you don't have the puck. And I could tell you right now, these guys could be really dangerous goal scorers, but if they can't back check, if they're not sound defensively, they're not going to play a lot for the New York Islanders. And if they do get called up and play, I could also tell you right now, you're going to see them make a mistake or two mistakes 
and then get benched. So you don't want to see that. That is, uh, you know, not what you hope for. That's the kind of thing that ends up hurting a player's confidence and can hurt their development. Now, I think the good news also, I, I believe, is that Lane Lambert is a little better at communicating the tough love, and if you want to put that in air quotes, be my guest, but he's a little better at communicating the tough love than Barry Trotz was. Uh, although, uh, I'm not so sure William Dufour would fully agree with that after what he went through during his only game last year. And, and oh yeah, Isaiah George. Uh, I know a lot of people were excited about George, and he showed you some of the reasons to be excited. But he also, you know, had his share of giveaways and and just sort of played a little bit, a, a little bit, sloppy at times in his own zone. So, again, you, you you take this with a grain of salt. Nobody is expecting 19-year-old Isaiah George to make this team. And if he does, I can tell you right now, he's not playing more than nine games this year and then getting sent back to junior because he's ineligible to play in the AHL. He either plays in junior or the NHL. He can be with the big club and play in nine games, but that's it. I don't even think they do that. I think it's better for his development and his uh, and and for his confidence for him to go back down to junior. Now, if he plays out of this world the rest of the preseason and in training camp, yeah, maybe you give him a a, a reward with a game or two. But I, I really don't think that is likely for the New York Islanders, and we'll see what they decide to do. But Isaiah George showed promise, but also showed that he has a way to go. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, I think, did a fairly good job. Four block shots for Ajo, three for Brock Nelson in a, an exhibition game. I got to say, I give credit where credit is due for those guys for hustling, but overall, after the first three minutes and change, this wasn't a terrible game. If the Islanders would have showed up from the opening faceoff, they might have had a chance to win this one. I think the Rangers would be a little happier with the way this game was played than the Islanders uh, will be, but there are some bright spots. It is preseason. Half the guys on the ice are not regular NHL players. And I just think there's no need to panic at this point if you are a New York Islanders fan. Look at the bright spots, some of the good things the kids did, the, the puck movement on the power play, and, you know, the, the good goals by, by uh, Arno Durando, who did a nice job. And he's always hustling, that kid. I, I, I really like the way he plays. Uh, you, you certainly have to be happy with a goal by William Dufour, and you, you just sort of build on that and and just look at the potential that these players have and enjoy the ride as they learn and develop into potential NHLers. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders what role they're expected to play, and what they need to do to be successful for the Islanders this year with Alexander Romanov, and we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's 
Locked On Islanders podcast. So we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster with Alexander Romanov. Every day, as you know, yesterday we did Scott Mayfield. So we're going through this entire roster. And Romanov last year was a tale of two seasons. In the first half of the year, he was kind of tentative and, you know, made a lot more mistakes, wasn't as confident wasn't as consistent in his own zone. And look, Romanov is the kind of guy who, to be effective, has got to be physical and he's got to play well in his own zone. Finished the year with 198 hits, but the previous season with the Canadiens had 227. So you want to see more of those. And I'm not worried about offense when it comes to Alexander Romanov. But to me, if if you were to ask me, what is a successful season for Alexander Romanov? Number one, stay healthy. We know he had shoulder surgery in the offseason. Lou Lamorello had said he wasn't sure if if Romanov was going to be ready for the start of training camp. He was. Um, So stay healthy. Give me 75-plus games. Be physical. I want that hit total closer to 225 than 200, which, you know, he came close to last year. And give me 20-plus minutes a game. He had 20-24 with the Canadiens two seasons ago. Last year went down to 19-27. I'd like to see it on the north side of 20. I would like to see Romanov even involved in killing some uh, penalties. You know, he did have one shorthanded assist last year, but he's got to do a better job. And again, just be more consistent of getting the puck out of your own zone. And we all know, Islander fans know, this is something that almost all of the members of this team struggled with at one time or another. But essentially, if we get second half of the season last year, Alexander Romanov for, you know, 60 of the of the 75 or 80 games that he plays, if he picks up more or less where he left off, I think that's a successful season. Give me two goals and 20-plus and points, and I'll be thrilled. Keep the penalty minutes under 50. He did that last year. Be a plus player. He was a plus 13 last year. And help out on the penalty kill. You do all those things, and you're smart and physical in your own zone. You've got a good season for Alexander Romanov. And, you know, to me, he's been in this system now for a year. He knows his teammates. He knows what Lane Lambert expects of him. And just overall, I think that this is uh, a great opportunity for Alexander Romanov to take that step forward. And remember, he's only 23 years old, which defensemen and power forwards tend to take longer to develop than most other forwards. Goalies tend to take a little longer as well. But 23 for a defenseman is still considered you haven't reached your potential and prime yet. And this is only his fourth NHL season. So, you know, you think he's a little older than he is based on his experience, but he is still developing, and I think we're going to see a better performance overall 
out of Alexander Romanov this year. So I, I, I like what we got out of Romanov last year in the second half. Now we need to see more of it. And look, he's earning $2.5 million a year this year and next year. Then you got to either, you know, sign him as an RFA, restricted free agent, or you got to let him go. So Romanov has plenty of incentive to play for that contract. I think he's worth it so far. I think he's shown a lot of potential. Now we need to see him take the next step for the New York Islanders. All right, let's hope he can get that job done. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day, and we are a, a day late on this, but uh, yesterday, Tuesday, was the 56th birthday of former Islanders center Craig Janney. Now, you may not remember Janney with the uh, Islanders. He only played with them for part of one season, literally 18 games with the Isles. Originally a first-round pick, of the Boston Bruins back in 1986, spent two years at Boston College and made his NHL debut during the 87-88 season, a native of Hartford, Connecticut. So he is from the tri-state area. Uh, played with the Bruins, the Blues, the Sharks, the Jets, the Coyotes, the Lightning, and then joined the Islanders for 18 games during the 1998-99 season. Scored a goal, had five points, and four penalty minutes in those games with the Islanders. We go back and look at his best game as an Islander, and he did it against his old team, the Boston Bruins, at the Fleet Center. February 4th, 1999, Felix Potvin, the goalie for the Islanders, Byron Defoe, the goalie for the Bruins, and in the second period of this game with the Islanders down 3-2, to two, Craig Janney gets his fifth goal of the year, but his first and only as an Islander, the assist to Trevor Linden and Ted Donato. That tied it at three. Ziggy Palfi put the Islanders ahead. The Bruins tied it late in the second period, and then the only goal of the third period, Mark Lawrence gets the game winner. Islanders beat the Bruins on the road 5-4. to four. 37 saves for Felix Potvin. Islanders outshot in this one. 41 to 38, so this was a wide open game. But for Craig Janney, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his only goal with the Islanders, and, uh, you know, his last NHL goal. So in 760 career NHL games, 188 goals, 751 points, 170 penalty minutes. Uh, that's not a lot. Add 120 playoff games. <clears throat> 24 goals, 110 points, and 53 penalty minutes. So, Craig Janney, only briefly an Islander, but a very solid NHL player, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Uh, we will talk more about the Islanders' preseason uh, they are playing again tomorrow against the Philadelphia Flyers. That is a home game, so we'll have some uh, key takeaways from that, and we will talk a little bit about Hudson Fashing as we continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day, and of course, 
Let's go Islanders!